Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. Authentic Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murfin. Welcome back, guys. So we have a really exciting episode, and we have two friends of ours here, which we will have them introduce themselves here in a little bit, but we're calling this the Back Porch Hens. So you're in the hen house today. (laughs) You're experiencing the hen house. And what are we going to talk about? Everything. So stay tuned because you're going to want to hear this one. So... Angie, yes. Let's introduce our friends. Uh, let's How do. About you go first. Yeah. So we got. We just decided we each invite a friend, and this this will be very conversational, and you'll feel like you're on the back porch with us. So my friend is Sandy Zwingle. Welcome, Sandy. Hi. 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 This is fun. So tell us about yourself, oh, you Sandy. Do that. You want to do that now? Okay, Sandy, could you tell us about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Sandy Swingle. I am um, live in Nixa with my wonderful husband Kevin. We've been married, gosh, what is it, twenty eight years. We have two kids, Peyton and Zach, which are little carbon copies of both Kevin and I, which is um, which is good, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I've, I've known Angie for what, 11, a little over 11 years yeah. now. Yeah, I remember yeah. the day I walked in and met you, and it's been yes. great ever since. So, yeah. definitely a good friend. Good. Well, thanks for and us. You guys met through real estate? Yeah, she walked into okay. my office one day and she'd been to see another not so friendly broker. And she walked in and she was brand new to her job, had brand left new. AT&T, Correct. and she was in a marketing position. And she walked in and I don't didn't typically see people I didn't have an appointment with, but she looked like somebody I needed to talk to, so I did, and she set my office, and we had a nice little chat, and we've been friends ever since, so. That was awesome. great. That yeah. was great. Well, my friend is Callie Linville. Hello. Hello. And Callie and I, I was thinking about this, and what I would say, actually, and I'll be anxious to hear what you'd say. So, mm-hmm. I've known you, I feel like, since I was a child. Yes. Because our families go so far back. Yes. We have... Our grandmas, yes, and I'm sure this will come up again, but both of my grandmas, paternal and maternal, were besties with your grandma. Correct. This is correct. So we have literally been at funerals, probably mm-hmm. a lot of them, and when we were little kids, mm-hmm. and picnics and dinners and just anything. Everything. Everything. Community, just doing life together. Exactly, mm-hmm. yes. And then we... Came together again through business with me working for your husband. Yes. He builds houses. So tell us about you, Callie. Yeah, I'm Callie Linville. And like Tanya said, we have known each other literally our entire lives. Um, Her first cousins uh, were in school with me. Tanya and I have a slight age gap. But we always knew each other and knew about each other. Yeah. Um, I live in Nixa. I grew up in Nixa. I think I've said, I think we're seven or eight generations deep in Christian County now-ish. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're all probably related if you are from <laughs> Christian County. Um, I have a stepson, Brett, and he's 25. And I have a grandson, Dawson. He's four. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is, as we said, LG Linville, and he builds homes, residential homes. We've been married 20 years. I've been at City Utilities 19 years, and we've been building homes 
18 years. Wow. We covered a lot of ground those first 24 yeah. months of, no of marriage. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that is who I am and what I do, and I help him with real estate construction. Some I do, I get to do the fun aesthetic part. Yeah, Tanya gets to do the selling, and he gets to do the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a great relationship. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and then unbeknownst to Kanye and I, yeah. until you guys walked in, you guys have a connection. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. go ahead, Sandy, if you want to. No, it was interesting. You, you reached out. And you said, "Hey, we want to connect. We want to do this." And I was like, "Great." You reached out then and said. I think we know each other. And yes. as we were talking, you know, my sister, you know, my brother. Um, it's just kind of, it shows you what a small world is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I don't have really seven is. generations in Christian County. Mm-hmm. We lived there since 2000. It's a substantial amount of time. We're happy to show you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Unofficial welcoming wagon right. in Christian County. But, um, <laughs> but, that, but that was nice to know. And, and I think your son, uh, stepson Brett, is the same age as my son Zach. Yes. So. Yeah. They were all in school together, and uh, we were at Ridgecrest Baptist together, and they were doing youth group together. And so we there was some overlap. All these certainly. Great little connections. You yeah. know, Which I think is so cool, because Tanya and I, like I said, had no idea. So I think it's cool that you guys do have that connection so thank you both for being here yes so it's that time of year when you know it's all about family and and you know just gotten through thanksgiving and now we're looking forward to christmas and as we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about we thought let's just let's talk about family Mm -hmm. traditions whatever you guys want to want to talk about anybody got a cool tradition you do for thanksgiving or for christmas or whatever we're all over the board. So we, we all live pretty close to each other and we see each other a lot. Mm-hmm. So we, as a child, we always did Christmas Eve at one grandparent and Christmas morning at another grandparents. As we've aged and added people to the family, we, we don't have a hard set and fast rule about what we're mm-hmm. going to do. We mm-hmm. just know that we're going to get together right. and we've really simplified things and allowed everyone just to be where they want to be. Um, I love Advent and I have tortured my family with Advent, and I've decided not to do that to them this year. <laughs> Where you take every Sunday in December, and we would try to get together and just light the candle and have some light snacks and read yeah. through a little bit of scripture. But I promised them this year I would not torture them with Advent. I will just do my own thing. It's okay. <laughs> I won't torture them. Well, gosh, I don't know why you've you've given in to that, Kellen. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're welcome to come me. over and I will make you cookies and yeah, I'll I, come. I will yeah. make you sit there and like read something. Okay. Other than that, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> Funny. Um, probably holidays for me. I'm kind of a tradition person. And yes, growing up, the grandparents hosted all of these events and then everybody has children and, and people kind of go different ways. So Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for me have been the same now. We go to my cousin Dabney, who's a friend of yours. We go to her house on Christmas Eve, and then I host Christmas morning. Okay. And my mom comes to that, and then the girls' dad now comes to it because why not? Mm-hmm. It makes it easier on yes. my children. And now that we have grandchildren, you know, everybody just comes together and we all celebrate together. So those are the two primary holidays. And I was actually having a conversation with Lakin about her having to eventually change what, you know, what is our normal, what's been our normal. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've already talked to myself 
mm-hmm. and told myself that, you know, this had to happen when the grandparents aged and will have to happen just because it'll be easier on them. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I will just have many less presents. So the kids love to come to my house Christmas morning because I just go nutty and not necessarily with the amount of money I spend, but I love to wrap everything. So I wrap their stocking stuffers. Mm-hmm. And I remember Lakin telling Caleb the first Christmas morning that he spent with us, my mom is going to wrap your Q-tips. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to wrap your toothbrush. Paste. <laughs> and I do. I do. Now, the more, <laughs> yes. yeah. the more we've added and adding to grandkids now, I'm not wrapping all of the stocking stuffers. So it's gotten a little less. But I'll have to give some of that up, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of my holiday story. Okay. Or admission. My holiday yeah. admission. <laughs> what about you two? We... We went, growing up, um, a, a little bit like you, a little bit all over the board. My, um, I can go back and recall traditions dating back to my grandmother. Um, an orange in the stocking every single mm-hmm. Christmas, and as a kid, I was like, "Oh, great! I got an orange in my stocking." Right. But, but I remember that. Right. And my mom and dad. My dad was a firefighter, and so he oftentimes, as we got older, would work on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. so the dads with young kiddos could mm-hmm. could enjoy Christmas oh. and the Santa effect. And so, growing up as an older, you know, we did a lot on. Christmas Eve, my parents always did, you know, stocking stuffers. We always, yeah. as a little kid, I can remember, you know, pillow presents that my parents, I, I know now was strategic because we woke up early mm-hmm. and that was the present we could open uh, without permission. Okay. And I, as, as I started having kids, I was like, I want to do a tradition that my kids will remember. Yeah. So we shop for ornaments every year. And we did it when the kids were real, real little. I was just like, I'm going to buy an ornament every year. And it's going to be Peyton's going to have an ornament. Zach's going to have an ornament. Yep. Kevin and I. And as the kids got older, um, it was like, we're going to go do our ornament shopping. And you're going to pick out whatever, you know, just whatever speaks to you. Yep. And so it was always mm-hmm. just a fun little tradition. And then we do That's dinner. Peyton got married two years ago. And so I was like, okay, Derek, you're in on the ornament shopping. When are we going to go ornament shopping? And I, I think he was like very confused. He was like, um, what is this? Like, like, is, yeah. is this a thing? And I was like, yes, it is. And we go to Hallmark mm-hmm. and everybody looks at all the ornaments and they yep. decide what speaks to mm-hmm. them. And I, I think secretly he may not admit it and I'm saying it out loud, but I, I will say he had a good time yeah. and then we go to dinner. And so the, the kids just know we're it's always going to have an mm-hmm. ornament and it's, it's really just funny how it works out. There's an ornament that just kind of jumps out yeah. and it just, it means something significant for that year. So we, that's something that we've implemented, you know, with the kids. I love and, that. Yeah. And now my son-in-law gets to have that fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't have grandkids yet. That's probably no. going to complicate Kate no, pr- no pressure, Peyton. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure at all. No, no, I don't. But but yeah, it would be fun to establish some new tradition definitely yes. when yeah. that time does happen. Yeah, so. and I think it's great when when moms and dads both are are be willing to be a little bit flexible because it just. It's not about you, right? It's right. it's about those grandbabies for the most yeah. part and making sure that they're not being shuttled back and forth and all over the place. I love, love, love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love to decorate. And I have fond, fond memories of Christmas on the farm because like, you know, we like all of us, I think, all of my family lives very close and we went to grandma's on Christmas Eve we spent the night at grandma's so we would all spend the night and then get up the next morning and our parents had gone to great 
links to make sure all of our presents were there and we all got to sh see what everybody else got and um grandma made breakfast and it was just really it was really special and it's it's sure. very very fond memories for me and then and my parents had it figured out my parents and my aunts and uncles because you know we switched back and forth one one year we went over to my 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 dad's parents for Chris on Christmas Day, and then the next year we we switched that off. So you either went the weekend before, or you went on the you know. So it was back and forth. So at least they shared, and they were willing to share. And when they and they had a lot more kids, you know, um, six on my mom's side and four on my dad's side. So oh. there was a lot of there was a lot of sharing that had to be done. Yeah, and they figured it out. But now we I host Christmas Eve at my house, and it's become a Mexican dinner on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's something oh, that's that we do. Yeah, yeah. We've done that. we do yes. Mexican. It's for Christmas. just too yeah, much. Yeah. 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 yeah, because you've got this traditional meal usually on Christmas Day, and Mom's helping to make that. But I'm like, we're going to do something fun, and yes. we're gonna we're going to do a scavenger hunt, and we're going to play games. And I have them running all over the place because you got to wear them out, right? I don't have kids yes. of my own. I have nieces and nephews, <laughs> so I have to wear them out somehow. So we figured that out. So, and yeah, so. Now, did anybody do the pajama tradition? Like, I couldn't get Kevin on board with matching pajamas. We never got so. into the pajama yeah. thing. No. We no. do the pajama thing. You are, okay. On Christmas Eve it's, at my cousin's. Okay. And it's hilarious to see all of us sitting around in our pajamas. Matching, pajamas, matching. our matching pajamas. <laughs> and Dabney has, TJ is maybe 6'4", six, 6'5", six, oh, yeah. and the boys are close to that, I think, um, little Jace goes over that now. But anyway, these giant men mm -hmm. in these Christmas pajamas, they hate every second of it. <laughs> but Dabney still makes them do it. So I'm so glad she does. And the seeing the babies in it now is yeah. fun. We always do pictures. Um, one of the other traditions we have is doing the ball that you roll. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've done that the last couple of years. Yeah. Yes. That is and fun. It we is have fun. so much fun with yes. that. And it talk about competitive. Oh, yes. In a circle of athletes with Dabney's family. <laughs> and, I mean, it gets rough. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And the things that we hide in there. Now that the kids, minus the grandkids, are older, we put shooters in there. And, yes. and you know, so it just has kind of aged itself over the years uh -huh. when you couldn't put alcohol in there. And now we're like, eh, let's add some more alcohol. In there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Do you remember Dabney? Balls are open, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dabney sent a picture yeah. from last year's, like mid year. She must have been going through her camera. And Blake, who would have been just at two, was sitting in a chair, like, all slumped over, like, looking at us, like, what are these people doing? Which was hilarious, because we're like, uh, toddler, you must sit over there and be quiet, because we've got a serious game to play. <laughs> have a game to play. Yes. So the, the cool thing is, is the kids fun. will remember that. And even, yeah. you know, Agreed. And, and everybody yes. may be, you know, grumbling at first, but those, those are really, truly how those memories are made. Agreed. And yeah. they, will, they will absolutely look forward to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I what agree. I wouldn't give to have one more breakfast, you know, at my grandma's house. I get uh, the smell. For sure. Like yes. walking in and you smell the biscuits and the gravy and the bacon and the sausage, mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. And you can, we, my grandma passed away about 10 years ago and my family kept the house. So we are still in and out of that house. Mm -hmm. My aunt actually just did some remodeling on it. But one thing that she saved is this sugar cup. So my grandma, Rosalie Momo, mm -hmm. did a ton of baking. Uh -huh. And she had this sugar cup in this huge container where she dumped like a, probably a 10 pound bag of sugar. And Colette saved that sugar cup. And she set it up 
in the kitchen on the windowsill. I love and it. And so that when you walk in, that's what she's decorated with. Mm-hmm. Did you have it, similar? It's so ironic that you even said that. My parents moved to Arizona due to failing health, failing health. And as we cleared out my mom and dad's house, we had an estate sale. Again, they were they were both living. They just they just moved. So Peyton and I handled that whole estate sale. And we were thinking about little things that we wanted to take, just mem- memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took a. It was just it was the sugar cup that yes. my mom had. I remember it as a kid. Yes. And I know Peyton's like, okay, that's a plastic sugar cup, mom. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is more than a sugar cup. Yes. I have that sugar yeah. cup, and it's just funny that you even mentioned yes. that. Mm-hmm. So like rolling mm-hmm. pin and, and iron skillet, just yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that we have them and I'm so grateful that our family gets along really well and we didn't have any of those you know how you guys had the uh, end of life the will one that you guys did your other podcast yes I was nodding my head along with that because, but I'm so grateful that my family gets along so well. We didn't yeah, have any of those complexities. Yeah. 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 So yeah. If someone wanted the sugar cup, they could certainly have it. The sugar man, cup. I'd much rather it sit there and we can all enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We still use the house. It's, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. it's so simple. That's cool. Oh, it, yeah. You know, thinking about estate sales mm-hmm. for my grandparents that we were all involved with. One of them ended up having an estate sale, and the other one, they didn't have a sale. They just, we all rifled through everything, and somebody came and got it. But it's amazing how you stop, and you, you know, the big things, like the big furniture pieces, that's not really what you Mm -hmm. want, and none of us need Mm -hmm. it, right? Styles have changed, and and so many things have changed over the years that you're really looking for that little piece of history that will... Mm-hmm. be preserved it's preserved with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and I say that I have when Jack and Clara died uh, and that's my dad's parents we when we went through their house they're the ones that didn't have the sale and there was a little Bible verse that my grandma had in the window so kind of like mm-hmm. the sugar cup she that was always there you just you standing there washing your hands yes. and that little mm-hmm. guy was always there and it's mm-hmm. in my laundry room now and every time I'm in there, I look at it and I'm reminded of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. kind of what keeps us centered, I think. Absolutely. Don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. Just that reminder of how you grew up and who they were. And that's a whole conversation we need Correct. to get into. But yeah. it, it really is those little things that can remind you of all of the little details of that life. Yeah, it's a touch point. Like you said, your ornament exchange or your ornament uh, buying, mm-hmm. it it's something speaks to them. And so that's what yeah. I think about mm-hmm. when I think about my um, grandparents who have passed away or aunts and uncles, you know, mm-hmm. they're still living. But as, as time goes on, your table's going to look different. So what's that touch yeah. point that you mm-hmm. want to bring that back and mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to hold their memory and to hold their their life, really, yeah. their, yeah. their yeah. entire life, what they And with those ornaments, in. the kids would go back and they, they look at the tree and they're like, oh, it's a little mouse holding all the books. And it's like, yeah, that's the year you were just, you know, you learned to read and you were just, you right. were so you, proud that you could read and carry yeah. books or when they started being athletic and there's a little gym bag with, Absolutely. you know, and so they do go back and kind of look and everything was, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's a touchstone. Continues to go back and have that's those That's awesome. Before we get away from estate sales, I have to tell you a funny story about Sandy. Okay. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> I went to her parents' oh, estate. <laughs> if you ever need anyone to help you with a garage sale, estate sale, this is your girl. I mean, she could literally have a career in this. I walk into this estate sale, and everything is is like I've walked into Dillard's. It's like all organized Ooh, a and professional all. It, ah, it's all there, and then she says. Take this over to the cash register. I like this. Literally, she's got a cash register. 
like an old time, I love it. like listen, yes. And listen. so Peyton, her daughter's over there running the cash register, it. and <laughs> and you know they've got tubs behind her that those oh, are this hold, is bins. hold bins, <laughs> hold bins, which were amazing. Yes. So I've Served never purpose. seen anything like this it. This is awesome. Okay, it, was, so it was amazing. I, I might be a little organized. And I, said I, I said I had a mini me. And so Peyton is my mini me. And yeah. she and I, um, again, we had to, we had to settle my mother's estate, my mom and dad's mm-hmm. as they moved. We did my mother-in-law's we've done my father-in-law. So oh I've done three. You're professional. People she have knows. asked us if, if we do this as a business and Peyton yeah. and I both in, you know, in unison are like, no, we do not want to do this. But, um, <laughs> you forgot to mention the fanny pack, which, oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. Hats off to the people that really do uh, those estate sales because yes. it is a lot of work. And you, are, you are touching every single thing. And, and you know, Peyton and I had to just mentally get around, okay, this is stuff. Because for a minute, you're like, it, it was emotional. Yes. But then we're like, mm-hmm. it's stuff. And we, and we did yes. really try to cling to those things that we knew would just bring us like, okay, this is how I want to remember. Again, it's not about the couch. No, right. you know, no. the right. no. like the vacuum. No, yeah. but right. it's really just those little things. But um, yeah, I take that as a huge compliment. Oh, you, think? you you should. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah. I would definitely. You tell me you have another sale, and I will be there. Just, okay, just I, because it's so <laughs> it's so great to shop the sales. I do not even see. enjoy having a garage sale. No, I know. Like, yeah, my no. mom does them, and I yeah. just I I can't no. yeah. Do I don't yeah. know what it is, but I'm very organized. Also, it's, it would. I think that's the thing. It would be very organized. It would exhaust me. Yeah. A oh, lot of energy you don't want to put out. Yeah. Oh, it's right. exhausting. It, it, it an is. An estate sale is. You know, you don't have an option. You're doing garage sale. I think. Just gonna give this to you. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna donate this. Facebook get the marketplace. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but when you have so a whole household, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's slightly different. And you know, and then there's that piece about you know everybody's carrying out things that met that you know. You're oh. Like, oh my gosh, this yes. meant a lot to my you know. Yeah. And so, no. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. And after the sales, was there anything that you, a few years later or some occasions later? Because typically it's an occasion that you're gonna think. Oh, I should have taken that punch bowl set. Well, not not entirely. What we would find is we would go over there and work and we would do this. Um, I'd be like, something would just keep speaking to me. And I was like, I'm not a minimalist, but I, I don't like a lot of clutter at my right. house. And so, right. but gosh, we would come home with a tub of something. And right. we would like, so then I'm like incorporating things into my house. And I, I would right. come home with this, like, I've got to clean out a closet or something. Because this is just, <laughs> like, I was Too having much. anxiety. Like, okay, I'm putting like some of this now. I'm incorporating mm-hmm. this yes. stuff into my mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, but I, I don't know that I have any regrets. Yeah. I, you know, I, we just really tried to focus on, back to those memories yes. and yes. just let's just remember it's not about their stuff it yeah. really yeah, at the end of the day not, it is not yeah. about the stuff and no. and as you lose parents and life changes and all that you realize it's it's not about what they had it's yeah. about no. you know what they gave you ultimately from an emotional mm-hmm. perspective yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah so as we're talking about those memories I'm curious um about who had the most influence on you growing up was it one of your parents, both of your parents, grandparents? Was there somebody that, um, and I know Tanya and I have talked about you guys, I knew before that you guys, your grandparent, your grandmothers knew each other, but is there somebody that, that is, was the most influential person? I think for me, it was just a wonderful tapestry of getting lots of different viewpoints from lots of different family members. Mm-hmm. I was so lucky to be able to literally walk or ride my bike to both of my grandparents' houses. They mm-hmm. were within distance mm-hmm. and aunts and uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. So I I think there was 
different things that I needed to hear from different family members mm, in different seasons of my life. So um, my grandma, Rosalie, was always very encouraging. I could go by. She would pray for you or listen to your story. When she listened, she was right there. She was very yeah. good listener. That was like her act of mm-hmm. service. And my grandma, Edna, was also a very good listener. She was very kind and she was very polite. She loved gardening. I get a love of gardening from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle Jay was always really good about giving me life advice and business advice and, mm-hmm. and common sense advice. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you can't always hear it from your parent, I could hear it from other family members. I was right. really yeah. grateful for that. Yeah. So I can't pin down one. Right. Yeah. They I were just it's, the it's right word at the right time. Like you said, that's a great yeah. word. Of, yeah. The right <clears throat> word at the right time for the right person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. For me, I would say it was grandparents and my grandparents on each side were very godly Mm -hmm. and Mm faith-driven and the gardeners were more preachy about it Mm -hmm. which growing up when you're younger you know we're kids we we know everything we don't need you to tell me that over and over and over and the older I get, the more I can look back and appreciate the preachy they gave me because I remember it. Yes. yes. They were very vocal. And they were mm-hmm. very, they wanted everybody to know. They were, they were put on this earth mm-hmm. to teach the yes. rest of us about God. Yes. And you know that because you remember them. But so I can appreciate that now so much more than I did when I was younger. And I think while they were still living, I, I appreciated it a lot, you know. My other grandparents, the Pope side, they were more teaching me the gardening and teaching me about birds. And so I have a love of having a bird feeder and looking at the different birds. And I can name birds because Uh of them, not because Mm -hmm. I bought a bird book. I don't own one, but because they had a bird book and they'd look it up and say, now this is a little yellow finch and you see him, blah, blah, blah. And... So it's, they had a tremendous faith as well. And they would, they were very good about just saying it, whatever it was, yes. in a very positive manner, but not getting preachy about it. Mm-hmm. I always felt like they lived it out by their actions. They did. Um, I, I can identify with both sets of my grandparents yes. also um, that. Some like the gardeners, they were much more like my grandma Rosalie was very more forward and vocal. But that was their style. Like if you knew yes. Clara May and Rosalie, like <laughs> they were like I called her grandma bling. I mean everything mm-hmm. was like glittered and sequined. Yes. I mean she was always like, Callie, you need to more, wear more <laughs> lipstick. And I was like, I don't wear lipstick. It's <laughs> like you need some bright red lipstick. Right. But that translated to the way that they lived their entire okay. lives. Yeah. Whereas my grandma yeah. Edna and in your Pope side, um, they were definitely more just live their life out through actions and yeah. let those actions Example. Speak. Yeah. yeah. They were all very, they were very um, good business people too. Yeah. So they were in building also. Yeah, they were. So that's another mm-hmm. touch point mm-hmm. connection that Tanya and I have. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Through their building. They were building more than just homes. Yes, mm-hmm. they were. And I think that because they, I think I was with them more. I know I was mm-hmm. because my dad was a builder for a long time and then it was my mom's parents so it just fell to that that Mm -hmm. i was with the popes more often because my mom was you know dropping me off there saying go down to memo and granddad's and Mm -hmm. you know i'll see you after work or whatever 
and and they live we always lived within steps of yes. each other so it does make a difference what a gift too, yes to be able to oh my gosh with that, absolutely with did you guys what have a gift. Uh, you, you grew up on the farm but did you have parents that lived close and grandparents that lived mm -hmm. close mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Similar kind of thing. You mentioned tapestry. Might have been a few loose threads on, you know, like my side. <laughs> yeah. no. Um, no, we were very close to my mother's um, parents. And so, and my great grandmother who had an orchard and, you know, oh, strawberries and she had a huge garden. And so I saw a different, different side there. I, I'm like you, I can't pinpoint one person yeah. that, um, but I think when you, asked that initially I I mean I immediately went to my dad I'm a lot like my dad I'm probably the female version of my dad just mm -hmm. very uh direct straightforward slightly obnoxious at times and you know he would tell you exactly like no sugar coating and, and you would just you know if you asked for an opinion you you got exactly what was on his mind mm -hmm. and so I tend to be like that I have to throttle that a little bit just to mm -hmm. keep friends and mm -hmm. so um <laughs> Um, Look, you have one. I do. I do. She did. So thank you, Angie. Um, you know, my mom, I always said growing up, I was like, my dad's a little, he's a lot to take in. My mother's a saint, you know, and, yeah. and um, you know, they were married 60 years. And it's just, but now his parents, my other grandparents were, you know, a lot like him. And so as a younger person, it was a little bit scary to go to, you know, my granny Hames because she, she much like my dad would tell you exactly what mm, she yeah. thought and the whole mm -hmm. Hames family. So, um, great, wonderful people. It's just, just different dynamics for sure. And, sure. and yeah, I'm, I'm like, you. I don't know that I can just say one specific, yeah. this one. Oh yeah. But, but you could always count on my dad to just tell it like hold it is. nothing back and so um so yeah so I, I'm, yeah. I'm probably a lot like that yeah. today yeah my yeah. kids will tell you the same thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay mom <laughs> and don't you feel like we refine those qualities for sure like yeah. maybe something that wasn't his best quality potentially through the years now you can see that in yourself or maybe your children mm -hmm. and think that is one of my best qualities that I can say what I feel. Well, mm -hmm. and you know, he was a battalion chief for the Springfield fire department for so many years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, his job was to, you know, act quickly, yeah. speak quickly, make mm -hmm. quick decisions. Yeah, yes. You know, obviously mm -hmm. safety was a, you know, was a yeah. factor there. And so I think it's just maybe by default, but sure. um, I, I think it was inherent in his personality. And, and, and I do try to, I'm, I'm not as obnoxious as I might say I am, on. <laughs> but um, I, I am very direct and straightforward and so it, I, I do try to yeah. I do try to throw a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Angie yeah same kind of sounds like we are all very fortunate to have grown up with great parents and grandparents mm -hmm. and um, both sets of my grandparents were wonderful one side like to plant garden very mm -hmm. um, you ha had this great big lake that everybody came over and jumped in in the summertime and but I spent a lot of time with my dad's parents simply because they were part of that farm community you know um, my mom and dad would milk and so if somebody had to watch the kids that was my grandmother and um, so I both sets of grandparents so fortunate to have had time with both of them our, um, our house burnt when I was in the sixth grade and we went to live with my mom's parents so they were saints for taking all of us in because I was a raging teenager, um, wow. not very kind at the time <laughs> yeah. and so um, God love them um, but <laughs> My parents always say, I told um, Tanya the story this weekend, that my parents always say, we don't know where you came from. <laughs> you know, you're not really like either one of us. I am, I strive to be more like my mother because she is a saint. She's very kind, and and um, and my dad is is my dad, and I'm more like him than, than her for sure. But my grandmother didn't get to finish high school, so she was the youngest of six, and she... Um, 
she could only finish school if somebody would go with her. So her next sister was Geneva, and they lived on the farm. And Geneva was tired of school and didn't want to go. So my grandmother didn't get to go. So she had a very high – there was no way – um that her grandchildren were not going to college that was you know she couldn't maybe afford it for her own children but she wanted to make sure that we went to college and so she has a whole bunch of grandkids that have now have college degrees um but and she was an artist you know mm-hmm. somebody could have really taken that and and i have one of the things that i have that belonged to her well she gave it to me she gave us all um a water print uh, a watercolor um print that she did for each of us which is mm-hmm. great and she initialed it and all that that's so awesome. so that's really cool yeah so anyway yeah she had a lot of influence on me so yeah i say that when when they say we don't know where you came from and i said well i'm who grandma would have been had she had the opportunities yeah so anyway so what do you girls think is one of those qualities that you really try to invest in your children or your grandchildren now because we're older mm-hmm. and we and nieces and nephews mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. older we can look back and we can understand things so much better with mm-hmm. i swear each mm-hmm. passing month i think and thank god for the wisdom that he's oh, you know that he's provided at this age of 52 because i was an idiot on a lot of this or just unaware yeah. you know just yeah. just less mm-hmm. aware so what do you think, what could you say something is that, and it could even be friends, like what's something you know you got from your heritage and family members that you try to pass along now to others? I would say just simple kindness. And I think within whatever circle of influence that you have, being kind giving grace because mm-hmm. you really don't know what someone else is going through. Mm-hmm. My parents and my grandparents and my uh, uncle and aunt both, they were always very quick to pass grace to people and quietly elevate people. They, they didn't need to be on display, but I feel like my parents are really good about connecting with people and mm-hmm. serving others. Mm-hmm. So I would say just means mm-hmm. just simple kindness. It's, yeah. it's not hard. It's truly not that hard. Agree, Sandy. What would well, you say? Well, that, yeah, that's that's an eloquent answer. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not. I did not that's practice nice, that. Kelly. Nice or not. Very nice. That might be the one brilliant thing I have this week. So I've peaked early this week. Uh, it's, yeah. Monday. it's Monday. Yeah, and and it, it may sound cliche, but just more kindness in the world. Yes. That's that's so true. I think where I was thinking is, you know, there were often times I remember my sister um, was brilliant. My she was struggling to try to figure out, you know, where am I going to go to college? What am I going to do? My dad was like, you're going to go be an engineer. You're going to go to Rala. Yeah. And my sister, that's what she did. And, and her husband, he's an engineer. And so they're, they're both very brilliant people. But I remember her saying, you know, that's just, my dad was just like, that's what you're going to do. And you're going to go. And so she was an engineer to this day. She's a few years older than I am. She'll be like, I think I might have just rather have been a librarian. She loves books. I mean, she's mm, a, she's a yeah. massive collection. So I think for me, it would be, um, <clears throat> not not doing that you know i trying to help my kids navigate maybe mm-hmm. life and being independent and like being able to kind of think on their head I, I always said you know i take charge and a little bit like my dad and say mm-hmm. all those things but mm-hmm. i i feel like just helping my kids understand you know how to be independent how to think through those things and not that my dad's direction to my sister was wrong i mean she had a lot of very successful had a very yes. successful yeah. career as, as an engineer it was very lucrative yes. for, for both she and her yes. husband 
Um, but just, just helping my kids, I, I didn't, you know, they struggled too. They, they asked those questions. What am I going to be when I grow up? Where am I going to go? And, and it would have been easy for me to say, well, you're going to go do this. But I think just helping the kids understand, you know, figure out what makes you happy, figure out what yes. you can do and just mm-hmm. helping them be independent decision makers and, yeah. and, and not providing so much. You will do this. Yes. You will do that. But just supporting them yeah. with what they want to do and how they want to do right. life and, um, Obviously, the kindness thing, I love that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think... Well, I like what you said about, you know, I I don't... We don't know each other really well, but I don't feel like that we were helicopter parents. And no. I And I, and I, I can kind of get that mm-hmm. from you just in conversation and what you just said. And letting the kids figure it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. failure is okay. My mm-hmm. best lessons right. have been learned because I failed at yes. something. For sure. Yeah. And that's really hard as a parent because you know, I'm like, I have the answer. I can I can make this better for you and I can save you a lot of heartache. Yeah. And um, and I think another thing too, Kevin and I are, were really transparent with the kids as mm-hmm. far as um, sharing things that maybe we're like, gosh, we, we hope nobody ever finds us out about. You know, like right. we, made, we made a dumb decision. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not exactly. talking about things that, you know, but just... Yeah. You know, sometimes you just don't want to share everything with your kids about like no. when I was your age because right. they don't want to hear that. No. Yeah. But at some point, yeah. you know, we sat down with the kids when they were young adults and we shared some things and yeah. they were like, oh, my gosh, you yeah. guys, you know, we always held you guys to this standard. Yeah. So that right. was a real yeah. moment for Kevin and I when yeah. we shared some things with our kids mm-hmm. and they were like, you guys are human. And yes. and yeah. they appreciated yeah. that. And it just it was it was just, you know, um, kind of a cool time. I like that. But then to, to help them like I said, navigate through life and try not to make all their decisions. Yeah. 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 I love that because there was never any question that I was going to go to college and I have no regrets about that, but yeah, you, I think you have to let them find their own way. I think that's so important. And I was never told what, what I was going to study or what career path I was going to take, but there was no question I was going to college. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I but I think that today we've realized that four-year colleges are not for everyone. Absolutely. Um, right. okay. par- you know, I think parents have to stop um, navigating for their kids in whatever they are familiar with. Like, you know, they they may not be the best. Like if you're a you know, a nurse, you know, maybe your kid's not equipped to be a nurse. That's not their skill set. Um, and stop sort of pushing them in a direction um, that may not be right for them, r- regardless of what that is. I think that's really important. So well, I think my yeah, dad's reason for that is he grew up, he was one of 13 kids mm-hmm. and, and opportunities mm-hmm. were just different, at, yeah, you know, at sure. that time. And, and I think he was that parent that said, I want you to have maybe better than what I had. And my mm-hmm. parents did very well and they owned businesses. But I think that was his ultimate, like, mm-hmm. I'll just make this decision because I know this will right. be so much better for you. Right. And, and like I said, right. it's, it's easy for us to want to do that for our kids and yeah. say trust me i know this, this just just do this and mm-hmm. um but i'm always quick to say my parents gave us a long leash yeah and yeah. if we went to them with a problem they would absolutely listen my parents are great listeners mm-hmm. they would listen and then they would basically say how are you going to fix that mm-hmm. and you know here's some ideas but ultimately it was on my brother and i to fix mm-hmm. it my brother and i are just 18 months apart mm-hmm. um and so we we had a long leash and they let mm-hmm. us make decisions mm-hmm. and fail and get back up and try again. But they were so supportive and they never browbeat us on anything. They never were like, that was like, why did you do that? That was terrible. They just gave so much grace. And I've tried to do that to Brett and just be encouraging and encourage 
when he's making you know great decisions i'm like just keep going that's the path keep mm-hmm. going take the next right mm-hmm. step do the next right thing mm-hmm. right. you don't have to think too far down the road i i've but. been in the utility business basically my whole life i don't i don't know what i want to be when i grow up mm-hmm. i right. still haven't figured it out <laughs> yeah but this is what i do right now this is what i know so yeah keep yeah. going yeah i think having the conversations is where it starts so like you i knew i wanted to be a transparent parent and i knew that i wanted to have the hard conversations at the earliest point that is productive because mm-hmm. at a certain right. age it wouldn't have been yeah. productive right but i always wanted to be honest with them when it was time to be honest and or point out the obvious when it was time to say, okay, you've been running amok for too long now. And, you know, I didn't have that. I think I grew up, I, I feel like my parents mimicked my grandparents a lot in that they just, this is what you do. You need to go do this. Right. Mm-hmm. My dad's approach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any better and I wasn't strong enough as a young adult to be able to do do my own thing and I had no idea what I wanted to do so I knew I had to have a different conversation with my children and I would say my children still don't know what they want to do when they grow up at 23 and 25 Mm -hmm. they don't have to yeah exactly yeah and Lakin's path you know started with children and Mm -hmm. none of us knew it would start that way but my goodness how it has made her the most amazing human you know and not that she wasn't before but she was just indecisive and didn't know who she was and it gave and her direction it, it, it god said you're gonna need this mm-hmm. and you're gonna need two of them actually <laughs> so and so i have heard her say in the last year mom you were right about all of it you're mm-hmm. right about everything and yes that, that makes me feel good that i've actually done or said some things right but giving them the opportunity to come to that decision on their own, knowing that watching family fail, watching friends fail, watching your children fail is really hard. And sometimes you, maybe you failed at that and you have that bit of advice of, you know, you're overreaching here. I, you know, but it's not your place to, to give yeah. that advice. And, and one thing that, that is really cool that comes from that, and I don't, I don't really know how Kevin and I ultimately did this, but one thing that I love about my children, a lot of things, obviously, but they are, they've reciprocated that transparency back to us. So it's not, I, it's not in a we have to know everything that our children are doing, but they have that comfort to come to us. And even Good. when they, yeah. they struggle or they have like this, they just, it's not like oh gosh what's mom gonna say it's like oh gosh i i need to go talk to I need mom to talk about to this right and, yeah. and they yeah. trust you, know, you. and yeah. i think we've just been careful not to overreact when they come to those right. when they when they approach and they come to those everything moments it, it is but right. everything's navigatable i mean mm-hmm. i my uncle right. jay would say that he was like sis we can figure this out yeah yeah yeah, and, and it, it's cool, and I, I think, you know, again, inherently, I'm, I'm like, I'm a fix-it, like, just tell mm-hmm. me, you know, I can fix this, I can make this better, and it's, you just kind of have to sit back, but I'm so, it's so cool that, that the kids will come, and we'll just yes. have those conversations, well, regardless about whatever it is, right. little, big, in their world, it's big, you know, like, they just haven't had exactly. life the same as we have, and so, right. while it seems monumental in their world, but it's so cool that they, they're, like, coming, and they're sharing, mm-hmm. and they're, like, here's what's going on and, yeah. and so it's that's, that's kind of a really cool thing as a parent to for me, sure you yeah. know so yeah that's awesome 
we've talked a lot about family. I've loved Gosh. our conversations, but I want to shift gears just a little bit because we're nearing the end of the year. And I'm curious about jobs and, and plans for 2024. If you have anything that stands out in your mind that you, you really hope you can accomplish in the next year or something that might change for you or, or whatever. Uh, for me, one word. <laughs> no, um, probably for me, finding peace. Like yeah. it's just been a rough few years. Yeah. And when I say um, I've been through a lot, it's not you know for pity or anything. But there's just been a lot going on in my world mm-hmm. with my husband. Um, you know, we're settling three estates. Um, my husband's health. I, you know, breast cancer at one point in my career just. I recently, you know, after working, I've worked for 40 years and recently worked for 11 years for a company where you and I met uh, Mm -hmm. with, uh, I was an affiliate, you know, we met in that industry due to workforce reduction. I, you know, they basically said your job's eliminated. Mm -hmm. So after 40 years of working in a professional career, I, I was, you know, found myself just in the middle of okay, we're eliminating your job and probably 15, 18 other jobs, mm-hmm. which was really a, an, an unexpected mm-hmm. thing. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just, you know, kind of finding peace with a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. If, if you're my friend on Facebook, I think the analogy I use, I'm an analogy person, is just a big box of Legos being dumped down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And while normal for me would be those being built into something, you know, that made sense and looked cohesive and beautiful yeah. and structure. Um, I just, I just have a bunch of pieces on the floor right now mm-hmm. and it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm just yeah. navigating through yeah. kind of a different transition in my world. And I think my personality is such that I am strong. I will get through this. Mm-hmm. I've got a two amazing children who, yeah. again, it's back to that, you know, they're like, mom, how are you doing? And I'm like, I am okay, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. the that. fact that I raised two small humans to, to really be to thoughtful about, yes. yeah, yes. so, um, yeah. yeah, just finding some peace, like I said. Peace Lots in your pieces, good. that just came to my mind, yes. it's like, you got to find peace, you yeah. said, in your life, with your pieces, yeah. Yeah. Find peace with your so, pieces, just, I love that. Lots of moving parts. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think you know. You see those silly straws that kids drink out of. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where my life's at right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just a big old silly straw right now, trying to <laughs> trying to get straightened out. So, um, no. And hearing of your estate planning methods, I'm probably thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> That you like everything to fit in the perfectly planned out box that you have laid out for yourself. So maybe this is the time that God is saying, "Uh -uh. Mm. uh-uh, no more of that. It is definitely a nudge. And it's probably, yeah, it's probably something I needed. I mean, when I got that news just a few weeks back, I literally within two days jumped on a plane and went to Arizona. My mom's out there. My sister's out there. My family's out there. I kind of laugh and I'm like, you know, that's Maybe it's just the emotional detox that I needed or, Mm, um, and so we kind of laughed about that for a minute, but I, I spent time in a really pretty warm, you know, you guys had 19 degrees here. I was in, Mm -hmm. you know, 80. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, that was important for me. And it goes back to that family connection, just really needing to be, and, and my mom's not well, and so I was able to help my sister, who's been amazing, to take care of my mother. And so yeah. I was able, I was like, I'm not here for me. I'm here, I'm here to get my sister, right. who she and her husband have yeah. worked so hard to take care of my parents. And it was just nice to be able to do something for mm-hmm. them. And so, but yeah. But yeah, pieces, order, that is my world. And it, I love that, though, because yeah. that you have, if, if you can give yourself enough grace to let 
the pieces fall into place and not try to rush anything, Mm -hmm. then you will find that beautiful next box Mm -hmm. that is perfectly orderly. Or maybe it's not. Maybe, you know. Oh, I'm trusting in that. And I I believe, you know, I'm a person of faith. I, Mm -hmm. like I said, through a lot of events in my life, it will reveal itself and you'll figure out, okay, yeah. That kind of makes sense yeah. now, and yeah. so well, you can look back and see the longer arching oh, ellipsis of it. Sure. I think that's when sure. the pieces always fit together for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can look back at it, yeah, for sure, and see them yeah. coming together. And mm-hmm. I think as a prof- we're all professionals, I think mm-hmm. we all just you know we're in control. We make our decisions, mm-hmm. and yes. you know we we are in control. And for a, a moment in time here, I might not be fully in control. I mean, I say right. that loosely. I am in control, but you know what I mean. It's just yeah. like mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, There's so some we're, unknowns. we're pivoting and, yeah. like I said, just navigating a different world right now. So yeah, yeah. it's not a terrible thing. I've, I've no. got a lot to get accomplished. So I'm yeah, <laughs> I love it. Angie, what about you? Goals? Um, I think you know if I could boil it down to one word, I'm thinking change um, and being open to change and opportunity, whatever comes along. Um, you know, when Tanya and I started this podcast, we just kind of agreed that. We don't know where this is going, but we're going to be open to whatever door opens. And um, and I'm kind of like that with my life in general right now. I you know I've done the same thing for a very long time, and I love what I do. But I'm also looking for other opportunities. I just had a speaking engagement, my first one, so I'm looking to do more of that. I'm just change. I think is is the right word, and just again having faith that that will reveal itself mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. and um and to us as we're we're furthering the podcast i think i think that's the word for 2024 Kelly? well i'm st- <laughs> i'm stealing this from um another podcaster um yeah. her name's emily p freeman and she does a podcast called um the next right thing mm-hmm. but she says uh, I'm just going to finish regular. And instead mm-hmm. of finishing strong, mm-hmm. I'm just going to finish regular. Mm-hmm. So I, love that. I am a simplicity kind of person and I do not stress myself out in the last part of the year. I do make a goals list on yeah. January 1. Um, I also check my credit score on January 1 because someone <laughs> told me to do that. Yeah. So that's how it goes. So January one, I check my credit score and uh, (laughs) make a goals list. It's lit at my house on January one. So yeah, finish regular. So I just I really lean into the simplicity of things. I have this idea. I've said this to other people before. I don't know where I got it. That everyone has what they call like this Norman Rockwell idea of what the holidays are going to look like. Mm -hmm. So you have this preferred vision in your head cozy fireplace you know pink cheeked children you know and i guess put it in our modern times our hair is done our nails are fresh Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. that is for you that's probably not going to be your reality you can really spend a lot of time and energy to have your norman rockwell moment but you're probably going to feel a little bit empty so instead of you unleash your hands and quit grasping at things and let things fold, unfold organically, mm-hmm. like you said, for your mm-hmm. change, mm-hmm. I think you will find more simplicity, more pleasure in the simplicity of yeah. things and really focus on that. So it sounds extremely boring, but I very much enjoy finishing regular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
that which lends itself to that peace that you'll ultimately find. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. yeah, shalom peace. It's the deep yeah. peace. You yes. can't buy it. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah. manufacture it. No. You have to lean into it. Well, they said so many times okay. social media lends itself to that whole, like, you know, that's a snapshot in time. And you're oh, comparing yourself. Yeah, totally. And it, it's... We're so, you know, um, discontented with things being what appears everybody else has. And and I love that it's just... It's just regular, but you know, that's yeah. okay. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if you really lean in and look at uh, Norman Rockwell's stuff, it is real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really yeah. does then go back and, you know, look mm-hmm. at Rosie the Riveter, or those types of things. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's a play on words. So I say your Norman Rockwell moment, but then really go look at his paintings and his prints. And you're not going to have your Saturday evening post moment on mm-hmm. Christmas, probably. No. Right. Just probably enjoy. It's going to be chaos. Your but you're going to look back exactly. and you're going to be like, that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. it, it will be amazing. Yeah. Find your joy. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya, what do you got? I think for me, I've not really put a label on it yet because I'm not finished with my year in planning yet. But for me, it's a little bit of what you just said. It's a, a little less mm-hmm. because 23 has been a lot. We had another baby born and we planned a wedding and... I am getting out of my role at the board because my I'm in past president role this year and I put eight years in there and that that needs to be over for me. I need a fresh chapter of now what am I going to focus on? And the podcast obviously has given Angie and I both a new focus of just spreading the good word and that has lots of definitions creating community around what we're doing and defining how we're going to do that. So I think, and personally getting back to, because this year has been so nutty with planning for these things that I just mentioned, I need to get back to me. I need to get back to my yoga practice. I need to get back to my reading. I have fallen off the reading wagon completely and I love to read and learn and so I just need a little less (laughs) which will be more (laughs) for me that's right that's right it will be life-giving for you yes yeah yeah for sure that's awesome. We've had such a good conversation. But now let's have a little fun. We, right. we have been having fun, right? Yes. It's all been fun. For but sure. we want to do this really quick Q&A. You just have to spat mm-hmm. off the first thing that comes to your mind. So right. you ready? I'm always ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> so if you could have dinner with any one person, and it could be anyone, living or past, celebrity, family member, whoever, you get one dinner with them, who would it be? Sandy, go. I think we're all on the same page on this. I'm going to go with uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Wait, was that not what everybody was thinking? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. She's, yeah. she's the richest pop superstar on the planet right now, and he's probably the yeah. greatest of all time. What questions it, do you have for them? Would, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to sit in their presence. I mean, okay. They, right. Obviously, they're kind of a big deal right they now. They are a big so, deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Huge deal. If you want a serious answer, it would be my dad, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, you know, he passed of dementia, and I really would just like to go back to mm-hmm. one last dinner. Yeah. That quick moment before. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say um, of, all, of my grandparents, I did not get to meet one of them. He passed away in 74 before I was born in 79. So my grandpa Milton. 
and I would like to meet him. Everyone said he was Aww. just a hoot, and he was born in the late 1800s, late 1890s. Wow. So, yeah, he they got a late start. I think he had my Uncle Jay when he was like 59, I want to I say. He wow. had my Uncle Jay when he was 59 and my mom when he was 50. So I would like to meet wow. my, my biological um, maternal grandfather that I never got mm-hmm. to meet. That's a great little, answer. Probably would be a That's different great. dinner than mine, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he might make me cook it like fried chicken, and I haven't cut up a chicken in about 30 years, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah you might have to go catch it. You may catch it. Yeah, catch yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, that would yeah. be different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tanya, what do you got? Um, I'm going to give two answers. One would be a dinner that my grandparents prepared for all of us and not only my immediate grandparents but the great grandparents Mm -hmm. because i didn't get to meet uh, one of my granddads and looking back when you think about your heritage and you think about all of these people you now can understand the personalities a little better Mm -hmm. right especially of great grandparents because you're too young and then you hear these stories after they pass about who they were and whatever. But to have all of those people at one table and everybody cooking together at what they were good at, wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And then just randomly, I'd like to sit on a plane next to JFK and just kind mm-hmm. of pick his brain mm-hmm. yeah. and hear all the stories. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. You guys are deep. I will go with you on the Travis Kelsey and Taylor. I really will. I'll I'll go and sit in the room. No, I'm I'm just telling you. (laughs) No, grandparents are great. They are. Um, Angie, what was your answer? um, My answer, I only only vaguely knew two of my great-grandparents, and I wish I would know them. My dad talks about his grandfather all the time and how smart Gaines was, and and Gaines did this and Gaines did that. And so I'd really like to sit down with Gaines Mullings and find out just... Just who he was, and and yeah, games. Yeah. Um, all right. What's one thing you would never do, Callie? You go first on this one. Never say never. That's right. That's because right. every time I say that I'm never going to do something, mm-hmm. guess what? That is mm-hmm. on the dock. Exactly mm-hmm. what you're going to be doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I will never say never. Strongly adhere to that. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody says never, I say. Be careful, because mm. yep. it'll come back around. It's Tanya, got anything I'd different? I love to hear parents say that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what your child's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler, I would spoiler never, yeah. <laughs> I would never apply to be on Survivor. Oh, okay. No, you wouldn't. Never. never. That would never cross your never. mind. Never. I think Ever. my husband would sign up if he could. <laughs> They're so opposite. <laughs> Tanya and LGR are so opposite. He would be like, I'm going to win that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And he, he probably could. He could. Yeah. Totally yeah. could. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Sandy, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> never would I jump out of an airplane. Really? Skydiving is not on a list yeah. of anything that I want to do. Yeah. Dad did it. My nephew did it in the army. My dad did it in the army. Mm-hmm. No desire to jump out of an airplane twenty thousand feet in the air. Yeah, I've done that. You have? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. What? Yes. Yep. You said it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was my what my sister wanted to do for her fortieth birthday or something. So we both. Oh jumped. my gosh. Yeah. No. I would. Would I you? Would. Yeah. yeah. I would. Yeah. Can't I don't do think it. Think I would. Can't do it. Can't I kind of have it. a fear of heights. Mm. Yeah. I. Mm, yeah. 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 
All right. Um, what is the most daring, exciting, or exhilarating, risky, whatever? What is that one thing that you've ever done? Callie, you go. That you've ever done? Yeah. I went, What's the most exhilarating, risky? I'm going to say this was all of those things. I spent two weeks in Israel by myself with a bunch of strangers. Oh, wow. Um, in 2020. And I flew home on leap day. And then the world went into shutdown for the pandemic. Oh. So I went with a bunch of people I didn't know. Like we all just met over there and did a biblical tour for two huh. weeks. And so I will talk to anyone. I w that wasn't the concern. Uh -huh. I think the the part was like the logistics and like everything being out of my control. Because you're like, you've given control over to this tour group. And they're going to take you into like Palestine and mm -hmm. to... Right. I mean, I was in one of the towns that's about nine miles north of, of Gaza Strip. I mean, mm. we stayed there. It was beautiful. It's on the Mediterranean. Yeah. I had a wonderful night there, you know, in Ashkelon and Ashdod. So um, now that I see what's going on in Israel, I, I feel like that was really risky for me to go. Yeah. And at the time, it didn't feel risky. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, and then to come home and go straight into a pandemic. Yeah. So I would Gosh. say that was exhilarating. Risky. Did you go alone? Were you alone? Did you say? I was with a group. Oh, but, but I met them there. Okay. So um, I mean, I'm, I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, I just showed mm -hmm. up with my bags. Mm -hmm. That was it. Two weeks, fourteen that days. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's Cali, though. The, I, that I, is I, Cali. I try to take a solo trip every year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally on my own. That's and that's great. And do my and own I love thing. That about you. Yeah. yeah. I did. I, I I did a yoga trip last year, and I I didn't do one this year. Um. And then I went to North Carolina and hiked by myself um, in April of mm -hmm. 22. Mm -hmm. Cool. That is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Sandy? Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, probably for me, I, it, it, it combines two things. I don't know that it's risky, um, but I want a trip to Utah. My job with AT&T, we uh -huh. want a trip for sales. And so um, Kevin and I had the opportunity just to take a helicopter ride across the snow-covered mountains and this and that. Mm -hmm. and at the time, I had never been in a helicopter. Mm -hmm. I mentioned mm -hmm. just seconds ago, I didn't want to jump out of an airplane. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> the helicopter ride was just two couples. So Kevin and I and another couple that I happened to work with the, the gentleman and he, his wife was there. And then the pilot well they stand you in a room much the size of this room and they're like okay we have to weight balance this is really important how much do you weigh <laughs> and i was like um they, they weren't even quiet about it so like i <laughs> i had I was, I was like uh 130 and suffice to say i don't weigh 130 but i was like i will go down in a helicopter so that's <laughs> Before I say my weight out loud, so that, hilarious. that is, that's the risky part. That was risky and exhilarating. The exhilarating was being obviously above and yeah. taking the ride. But I was yeah. like, who, who asks a woman? And I am not about to speak to her. First of all, Kevin was there and he, I know he was looking at me going, you don't weigh 130. I was like, <laughs> not going to say that out loud. But like I said, I, I will go down before we, <laughs> but, um, no, that was the risky part. But the helicopter ride was really cool. Beautiful. And it, awesome. it was, you know, it was a little intimidating because, you know, you're in this little teeny tiny helicopter yeah. and. But um, have you been in a helicopter? I don't think so. Just jumped out of an just, airplane. Yeah, I just jumped out of an airplane. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. that's probably it for me. I, yeah. I'm, I, sadly, I'm not much of a risk taker. Yeah. I, oh, I don't know why. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just... Hmm. Interesting. What about you, Angie? Probably jumping out yeah. of an airplane would be one of the most exhilarating things I've ever done. And then one of the riskiest things I've ever done was buying a business in 2007 right before the recession. Yes. That was wow. pretty yeah. pretty stinking risky. But yeah. I bet on myself. Yeah. So yeah. Payoffs were huge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did pretty yep. good. Yeah. 
Uh, two things. I would say, yes, stepping out after being in real estate for years and opening your own brokerage mm -hmm. is kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, not knowing what that would turn out like. Yeah. So that's probably the real life answer. My fun answer is you get some parents of teenagers together one night and have a few drinks and you start talking about the things you used to do when you were a teenager mm -hmm. and then suddenly you want to go toilet papering. Oh, well, so yes. you go to Food for Less yes. and you buy giant boxes of toilet paper and you jump in a friend's minivan <laughs> and you all go out yes, and yes. toilet paper as adults yes and you don't get caught oh, <laughs> did you have a specific person you were targeting i did which i cannot disclose they won't give you the confirm nor we'll deny see. That's right. we'll do, see they, do they, they know call me do, do they know probably maybe <laughs> <laughs> I think so the best funny. part is the fact that you're in a van doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like, you're in a van. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one, so. two, three. Everybody ready? Okay, go! You had to get the... Yeah. And then you, you slide the, the door. And the door's like... <laughs> that kind of like kills a moment, yeah. doesn't it? When you're like trying yeah. to roll out. Yeah. Yeah. Get your seat belts off. Yeah. Because you know. Uh, like that's, yeah. I don't know what was on the radio. What was on the playlist? Yeah. Was on the playlist. Oh my gosh. But gosh, I bet it was good. Oh, I bet it was. really amped oh, up. Oh, yes. I'm sure. Yes. I'm oh, sure. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I would not have guessed that about you. Yeah. That's fun. Well, Sandy, <laughs> you need to get to know me better. Yes. Stay tuned for after this podcast. <laughs> oh well, ladies, fun. thank you so much. It's been so Absolutely. fun to have both of been you been in. And I think we've we've shared some life lessons that our listeners can take away and and laugh at and maybe grow with and all those things. Hopefully all those things. And yeah. don't forget, we're in the hen house. So That's right. our listeners have enjoyed the hen house for an afternoon or a morning, whatever. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So That's thanks again to all of our guests and thanks to Gershman Mortgage, Jordan, Kate. We appreciate you so much and we'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.